You're listening to the Multifamily Innovation Show with Patrick Antrim, your source for innovative strategies for multifamily professionals, CEOs, executive leaders, and aspiring leaders that want to drive high-performance results for their property or portfolio. As part of the Multifamily Innovation Summit, we share time with innovative brands as part of our Meet the Sponsor series that showcases those brands that are supporting the platform to advance technology, innovation, leadership, and investments. Be sure to register for the Multifamily Innovation Summit at multifamilyinnovation.com. Now, today we've got a great show guest. We have on the show, Kerry Kirby. He's the founder and CEO of 365 Connect. Kerry, welcome in. Patrick, thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's awesome. So listen, give me, for those of you, and most will probably have already heard or seen you around the industry speaking or on a newscast, but tell those that haven't really met Carrie, give us a little background of who Carrie is and what you're working on. Yeah, so I'm the founder and CEO at 365 Connect. We've been uh, exclusively serving the multifamily housing industry for 20 years now. We hold 96 technology awards and very passionate about what we do. And our company offers an array of solutions from marketing, leasing, resident engagement platforms. And our current focus is really on automating processes that not only eliminate redundant tasks, but also help shore up our properties with the problems we're all facing with today's labor shortages. Yeah, now that is specifically a challenge as we lead into tough times ahead around creating efficiencies and getting to yields. You said marketing, leasing, and resident engagement, a suite of services around those. Today, it's really the focus on your company. Obviously, you're supporting not only the event, the multifamily innovation event as a sponsor, but also just the whole approach to advancing leadership and innovation around investments and innovation in multifamily for the things that we do to create this content around the webs. Talk to us a little bit more about what you're doing in these marketing, leasing, and resident engagement stuff. Talk to me about the product. Yeah, so obviously it's been a long journey of 20 years and the product has certainly evolved along with it. We're really into modern technology. And as somebody told me when I was first starting on the tech side of this business, of course, I've been in the multifamily industry longer than this company exists, is technology is a solution to a problem. Fast forward today, and we have seen obviously a lot of great changes in the market, a lot of adoption of technology, courtesy of some of these catastrophic events that, that we've had. So on the marketing side of the house, we do everything from simple public-facing website for a property, but we look at those things much deeper than that. So over the years, we've been fortunate enough to keep building out integrations. We have 60 different types of integrations, integrate with all the major PMS platforms out there. So we look at a website more as a marketing machine instead of a simple website, which you see a lot of out there. And what we're doing is we're leveraging content marketing. And we're doing that through basically building things such as I I call them machines. But really to succeed in today's market, we need a machine. If you go walk down a factory floor where they build Teslas, 
what do we see? We see robots putting cars together and, and our workforce is doing more interesting things like building the machines that build machines, building software, creating things to make those processes more, more simple, more easy and use humans for what they're best at. So what we did is we took a look at what does other industries do to market their their services, their products, and what they're doing is content marketing. It's huge. So we've built a machine where we feed content into it. We produce content in-house. We feed content into it. And we basically can grow websites by pumping content in them that grows web pages that feed back into social media channels that everybody's using and leveraging. So it's, we call it a three-headed monster. It grows a website, grows a digital footprint inside of Google. It also feeds your social media channels and gives you those valuable backlinks back into social, from your social media back onto your website. We found that the properties that use that product of ours have about a 40% jump in lead generation versus those who don't. And that's how powerful it is. And over time, that site keeps growing and growing until it's hundreds of pages. So we have clients that have been doing this a long time that have four and 500 page property websites, which is unheard of in our industry. So we're leveraging content marketing on the, on the marketing side. And of course, we do all the other things everybody else is doing, such as syndication, pricing availability, but it's also what happens on that site. So somebody comes to it, we want to have up-to-date pricing and availability, and we want to bring them to an action. So at the end of the road, what is the most important thing to happen? And that's to get a lease signed. So we also have a leasing platform. We can take that, that lead into an application if that's where they want to go, schedule a tour bring them into a lead funnel. We have a CRM system and we integrate with every CRM system in our industry out there so we can move that lead wherever our customers would like to work it. We have a, an application system that we believe is second to none in the market. We're able to bring it down to the unit where somebody can select an actual unit. We're able to bring lease term pricing in even if there's not lease term pricing available in somebody's PMS system. So we've built kind of some middleware pieces. So if our customer wants to offer those different term leases, but that's not available because maybe they're not using a revenue management system or something, we've built the middle piece by customer demand and are able to do that, bring them through that process, have everything signed, digitally created, PDF'd, filed, we integrate with an array of screeners. Of course, we have an industry-leading screener that we go to market with. We have an API. We can screen and bring back decisions in real time and then move them through the leasing process. One of the most interesting things we did recently and we launched this year was a leasing platform utilizing Blue Moon, which is most highly used lease document. Over 8 million units use Blue Moon market. So we can today, to leverage what we're doing in automation, we can bring a lead in, get them through an application, 
they're approved, we can completely build out a lease, a blue moon lease with all the addendums to it, build an invoice if somebody wants to collect money with that lease and deliver that lease with an invoice, collect signatures, and I call it bring it back home (laughs) into the leasing dashboard, fully signed with payment collected without any intervention from any property staff. So that's our most recent thing we brought to market. From there, on the resident engagement side, of course, we have a resident portal that does all the usual things from work orders to payments to resident communication. But we also have lease renewals that we've built off the back of the system And there's a renewal dashboard, lets you know when a lease is coming up. We've built renewal offers, lease creation again on top of Blue Moon. And we've brought this piece behind the launch of the prospect piece. And we're in the process of fully automating it as well. So it could be done without human intervention. I begin to think about some of the errors and the compliance and some of those opportunities. And so as you mentioned earlier at the top of this show, around doing websites, there's more to it. You mentioned machines, the 60 integrations, right? The 40% jump in lead generation and all the content that you're giving people their money and time back to even think about what to say to make sure these websites are hitting their frequencies and stuff for to be indexed and all of those things. But you're a real estate developer at the beginning of your journey to build all this stuff. And you mentioned technology solving a problem. It feels like you, you know, as a real estate developer, you've built these things to solve your problems along the way, which is quite fascinating to me. When you're offering a product in the marketplace as a software organization, you're also a customer and have enjoyed those problems as much and lived through the day in the life, knowing what it like what it's like when someone just decides to just not show up for work and you know, how do you still transact and uh, all the pressures of finding talent and stuff like that. But what I heard from you is like when I look and you're standing at a property and you're you're out in front of that monument sign, you see that beautiful building. Most people that are producing, even marketing agencies that are producing their digital real estate, which is what you've described, they're it's like only looking at paint, like only considering the visuals. Whereas you're really building the whole facility, the infrastructure, the whole ecosystem that needs to occur for a transaction to take place. That's pretty fascinating to me. And and I don't know that many know that. I do want to spend some more time. And I know at the Innovation Summit, you're going to, as part of the Innovation Showcase, take us through everything that we need to know to get started on the automation piece, because that's going to reshape what's possible to execute transactions. Because people describe leasing as advertising sometimes, as whereas you're talking about as executing a contract. Yeah, we're there. We say that we're taking the word leasing back because everything is leasing now, right? I have a bot, and we have a bot also, but everybody that has a bot says it's a leasing bot. And I do come from the development side, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm in develop of real estate apartments, developing right? real estate. And that's because, how I got you know, to the. You, you're both developer of software and code, too. So they, <laughs> those can be. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really focused on technology these days. I don't want everybody to think I'm still in the other side, but I still <laughs> have some interests in real estate. 
and I do a lot of different things. I'm, I'm big into charitable causes and my wife and I have a charitable fund that we run and strong believers in giving back to the community. But back on the, on the technology side, I look at things a little different because you're right. I know how it feels not to have somebody show up. And if I'm running a property management company, which is different than building property, I wouldn't want to be in the property management business. But if you think about that for a minute, just wrap your head around any sizable organization. And I've got properties in multiple states. I'm depending on somebody because this is an on-site game to get in their car, drive to that 30 million, 40 million, whatever it is, dollar property, could be a $5 million property, whatever it is, and open the door and keep that business open all day. Deal with everything that comes in. Of course, there's some back office support back at HQ. Deal with prospects, deal with residents, somebody there leasing, touring units, somebody there fixing things. It's a lot. And if you look at today's labor market, and this trend in in labor has been happening a while. Honestly, the things that we've built, the automated products, Patrick, we started looking at Long before COVID, we were talking to people that had high turn rates on properties and back in 2018 and 2019. So we've been having this in our head that we want to do. But if if somebody doesn't open the door, my business isn't open. Now, that's one facet. The other facet is we're all in 24-7 business, whether you like it or not. So that person that opens the door and locks it at five, and that's great. And we have an office too. And I think we open it at eight in the morning and we attempt to leave at five, five thirty in the evening. It doesn't always work out that way, but that's not where it ends. There's, we have things that happen after hours. We have support tickets that come in and today's renter wants to transact. 24-7. In fact, most of the transactions that take place happen after 5 p.m., after the doors lock. How great would it be to be able to grab that person? Let's say it's a Friday evening, and I talked to a lot of management companies, and now they're the big thing is we're going to close on weekends. We're going to give people the weekends because we're having trouble finding people. And if I want somebody to come in and work on Saturday or back in the day, open a leasing office from one to five on a Sunday. Those things don't really exist like they used to anymore. How great would it be that somebody could come in, apply online and have a lease handed to them? Because there's some, I call it leakage that happens when you're not able to render back a decision and hand somebody that contractual agreement. Why wait 72 hours to get that to them and we can do it now through automation. So that that's one side of it. And the other side of it is we, we have the ability. Let's do it. Let's bring this to the next level. And that's what we wanted to do. And we've been working on this quite a while. It's not an easy build, what I said. It's got a lot of moving parts to it. There are a ton of variables. Does that guy want a garage? Does he have a pet? Everything I say has got an addendum to it. 
if you ever looked at an apartment lease. So it's got a lot of moving parts. And it's pure automation. Another thing, besides the word leasing that people throw around, they throw around the word AI a lot. And there are some guys that are doing AI in our industry, but it doesn't fit in every scenario. So building a lease isn't really an AI thing. But if I said, oh, it's AI, everybody would say, oh, okay. They would acknowledge they understand it. But what this really is, it's intelligent automation. It's where we know what these things are. We map them out. and based on different things happening, it knows what to do. In software, we call it if statements. If this happens, that happens. This doesn't happen, that happens. So it's really about mapping out a system and using automation to make all these things happen. That little bot's just clicking all those buttons a human could do that you used to use a human to do, but humans don't want to do anymore. And we're at the early stages of measuring the impact of these investments in technology because they're quite affordable to the cost that you have already in motion and the inefficiencies, the inaccuracies, right? And then the cost of training and retraining, right, over processes. And are you, as you spend time with your clients and customers, what are you hearing in terms of the impact to the cost and the opportunities that lie ahead in in automating and systematizing some of these intelligent, what did you call it? Intelligent automations. The impact has been huge for people because it's not just looking at, I want to replace labor with a robot. It's not my intention. I've been an employer for quite a long time and I'm a job creator, not one to take away jobs. Right. It's, we have to embrace the workforce we have today. And the lease is a very complex piece to the puzzle. And that lease is the end game to all the other things we're doing, right? We're marketing, we're doing all these different things because the end result we want is a lease, a signed lease from a good renter that's going to pay us. We have screening to help us with that. We've we have ID verification, which we've built into the tip of our application, by the way. So we've put that at the very forefront. If your ID is no good, we there's no point in even filling out the application. So we tell you, if your ID is no good, we tell you, sorry, we couldn't verify your ID. Please contact our management office. Those with bad IDs never do. So they don't call. But if somebody calls, then maybe there was a problem. But um, we... we basically see people just go away at that point. There's a lot of that floating around. That's another challenge that people have in our industry. I was talking to somebody recently and they took over a property and went down the road of rescreening people and were shocked at how many people are living there that are not who they say they are. So you can go online as you buy a, a, an ID these days and try to rent an apartment. Our industry's come a long way and Look, what we built is can be used in any fashion. So it's a Tesla. It's got autopilot. If you want it to drive you, it will. Mm. If you want to let it build things and somebody looks at it and you say, okay, I'm good with it. Let me take the invoice. Awesome. Click it. It takes out reductive task. It also out errors. So the biggest challenge we heard, and we went on a mission 
to talk to people that did not use our products when we were building this that do leases, mainly on site, and said, what is the biggest challenge? And the people that's been there while doing it had it down. But the biggest challenge we heard was training people to do this. So we want to take that out of the equation. And if you want somebody to look at it and check it, and does it, it doesn't need to just fully automate if you don't want to. And some people, it's like riding a bike, Patrick. Some people want some training wheels for a little while and say, hey, this is working pretty great. We haven't really had anything to correct. It's filling out this lease properly. Yeah, let it just send it. If we've got a good approval from our screener that we trust, send the lease. And that's what we've seen. Yeah. And you sit as chair of technology for the Multifamily Innovation Advisory Council, and you get an insight into some of these conversations. What are you excited about for the future of multifamily? The, I think being chair of technology and innovation council is one of the greatest things that I've ever done because just getting the insight from everybody and the challenges they're facing and I'm excited about the direction of multifamily housing industry is just moving in in unison. We meet with various leaders in the industry. I think we're pushing about 2 million units in the Innovation Council right now. And I'm not there to talk about anything I do. I'm there to listen and take notes and get a feel for what, what is that common problem. And I might... Not certainly be the guy that can solve it all, but I think there's some great opportunities that I'm hearing for companies to come in and solve some of the challenges. I think that everybody wants some level of automation. I think everybody I'm hearing has a, I call it people challenged, and it's a hard thing to admit. A lot of people don't want to sit there when you're in the business of staffing a property and say, I'm short on staff and I'm struggling. But I can tell you from being on the other side of the table as a developer who used to get pitched by management companies, if you came to me and said, look, I can, I'm using automation. I can keep your property bringing leases in 24-7. When we're not there, this robot's working. You've got my attention at that point. So I like to do things that are interesting. And maybe not of them all are rocket ships that Elon Musk built and I'm flying to Mars in and I'm going to occupy Mars one day, which is very exciting. But in our industry, I'm, I'm just trying to make an impact and solve problems. And that's what interests me is solving the problems that our industry is facing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And your service to that has been incredible over the years. Before we wrap up here with how people can get in touch with you and learn about jumping on a call to solve some of these things. Do you have any final thoughts you want to leave our viewers with? I think that our industry is getting more and more creative. I think it's thinking outside the box and all the things that, that we do. It's not like I want to go off and spend millions of dollars building software that is going to sit there and become obsolete. But it's from feedback. It's from listening. There's an art to listening. A lot of people talk a lot, but the guy that listens a lot's the one that's in there trying to find what the problem is and where can I come up with a solution. And sometimes 
when you develop software, you're a little early to market. The market might not be ready for it. But I think that we're in a position now of we've had some great adoption in technology. It has worked well for some, not so well for others. It depends. There's a lot of different things flying around. But I think our industry has come a long way. I've been in it a long time, so I've been having a front row seat to the evolution. And I'm really excited about the future. I'm excited about what we're doing in the Innovation Council, the impact and the people that have come in has become a news list of the industry. Yeah. And so how do people get in touch with you and your team? You've talked about some pretty compelling things, making a business impact financially. It's not just, hey, taking on a new shiny thing. You're talking about really helping people through building a business that allows them to keep cash as much. So how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So we have a obviously a website, 365connect.com. Multiple ways to contact us on there. Our phone numbers on there. You can call us. There's calendar of when appointments are available. If you want to see anything, multiple forms. If you just want to say hello and drop us a line, you, you can. We like having conversations. We're not a salesy organization. As many people know, we're collaborators. So we'd love to collaborate and talk to people and learn what they're doing. And if we could play a role in helping anyway, that would be great. That's great. So that's 365connect.com. And speaking of conversations, let's keep the conversation going on social. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere you access social media to get some of the behind the scenes episodes of what we're producing here. And if you want show notes and links mentioned in this episode, go to multifamilyinnovation.com. Now, please, we do this. We bring this for value to you. Rate, review, and subscribe to this show, and we'll let other listeners know the things that we're working on. So with that, we'll wrap up, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Innovation Show. For show notes and other resources, visit multifamilyinnovation.com. 